Oi, tudo bem? This is Brazuca Sounds, hosted and produced by Leandro Vignoli. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to Brazuca Sounds number 50. Just a few reminders in the beginning of the show, as per usual. You can follow a playlist on Spotify with every single song that I play here in full. It is called Soundtrack Brazuca Sounds. There are more than 30 hours of Brazilian music uh, for you to listen to. If you can rate this show on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, I very much appreciate it as well. Also, thank you very much for Jesse Drucker, reporter for the New York Times, for his recommendation of the podcast on the column What's in Our Queue? Books, music, movies, and Jesse, a big fan of Brazilian music, was kind enough to nominate to recommend Brazuca Sounds. Today we're going to celebrate the life of Marcos Valle. He's turning 80 in the month of September by discussing one of his best albums, uh, Previsão do Tempo, released in 1973, so also turning 50 uh, in this year. Album originally released by the record label Odeon in Brazil. So yeah, let's gonna celebrate 50 years of Previsão do Tempo. This is Brazilian Sounds number 50. Parece que finalmente resolvemos o dilema Dario e Doval jogando juntos sem problema Eu so Marcos Valle was not a new guy in the scene, right? He was releasing records since 1963. He was one of the precursors of the Bossa Nova movement in Brazil, the songwriter of Samba de Verão, probably one of the most recorded Bossa Nova songs ever. So Previsão do Tempo is actually his 10th studio album. He was way past Bossa Nova at this point of his career. He was going more for like experimental with different genres, music genres, like obviously here this first track. It is a samba, Flamengo até morrer. Uh, this cuica and electric piano already gives the tone of the album, right? His blending of music genres, as I said. A Previsão do Tempo was released in December of 1973, uh, but not necessarily a Christmas present to the military dictatorship in Brazil. This album has a lot of political connotations, has a lot of double meanings in its lyrics. This track, for instance, appears to be an ovation song for this soccer team, or football, as we say, Flamengo, the most popular football team in Brazil. However, in reality, uh, Marcos Valle was using Flamengo as a substitute for the dictatorship. Like, it is the club of the masses, right? An attempt to show how the government at the time used, uh, among many other things, football as a distraction from the Brazilian 
problems. A lot of people didn't get it though. They really thought Marquez Valley was kind of abstracted from all the political movement that was going on at the time. They really didn't feel like the song was an irony, but this was definitely a completely distorted view of what the song really, really intention was. All irony, because Marcos Valle himself, he was a fan of rival team Botafogo. I suppose you will be like a Tottenham fan writing a sarcastic homage to Arsenal or the Red Sox to Yankees if you are in America. So he mentioned real players from that era, though. Rogério as the right winger, Paulinho is the left, Dario in the middle and Phil coming off the bench, that's why he sings there, and this Phil coming off the bench is no other than Phil Maravilha from the very famous Jorge Ben song. Which in that case was not an irony at all, right? Ben is a big Flamengo supporter, big football fan. And we also gotta say, this particular song here, this samba element, it is because it was not recorded in the same studio section as the other songs of the record. It was a bit year before with the group O Terço. So you can clearly hear some elements like this incredible guitar solo. And very shortly, the tone of the record really changes all the different types of genres. So this song here starts with a melodica, right? Homage to Bayon, this folklore music genre from the northeast in Brazil, also northworthy. It is the super groovy bass, uh, and obviously this a lot of synthesizers. Marcos is singing here that you don't need a suit or a tie to do what's right or be politically minded, be responsible. So this confrontation of classes in Brazil, right? And Marcos Valle and all the artists, right? The musicians, they were not perceived as somebody who say much or know much about the politics going on in the country. So as I said before, Marcos Valle started his path in Bolsa Nova, but especially in the 1970s, he was flirting with the MPB and other genres like jazz, rock, pop, this album has a lot of soul and funk, and obviously this song here is more like a Bayon. Tim Maia, Eduardo Araújo, among many others, were also experimenting, blending pop and Bayon. The very famous song Coronel Antonio Bento by Tim Maia, for instance, is totally that. And this is what Marcos Valle had to say during an interview for the Jornal do Brasil, in December 11th of 1973, talking about the record, 
My brother and I entered the studio with everything in our heads. We rehearsed just once, and by the second time, we started recording. Because the studio musicians have been with me for a while, the result was this musical unity and integration from the first to the last track on the album. So he's obviously also talking about the contribution from the backup band uh, in this album here, Azimuchi, especially this instrumental ending here. Azimuchi work is very noticeable for the entire duration of the album. So this track here clearly showcases the backup work of the band Azimuchi. José Roberto Bertrami, who is no longer among us, on the keyboards and, and all these crazy synthesizers, Alex Malheiros in the bass, and Ivan Conti, a.k.a. Mamão, in the drums, just passed away a month ago, one of the best Brazilian drummers of all time. Uh, and they met each other during the recording section of a documentary in Brazil, O Fabuloso Fittipaldi, about the Formula One race driver, released also in 73 by Philips. That's the reason that soundtrack Marcos Valle did not put his name on the album cover since he was hired by Odeon. So all songs in the album cover for that soundtrack are credited to Conjunto Azimuth that then will become simply Azimuth later in their careers. Tidamão, it is the name of the song, has one of the most explicit political messages on the album. But if you don't know, the song uses this ambiguity of the word Tida, which can mean the verb to take. But has also a hidden meaning, which is a slang for police officers in Brazil, right? The cops. In Brazil, for instance, that famous movie Beverly Hills Cop is called Tira da Pesada. So, in other words here, they were explicitly telling the police to fuck off. So it's probably the most famous song on the album, Mentira. Mas é mentira, tchu, tchu. É mentira. 
this song is highly revered uh, by this mix of Brazilian popular music and also like the American black music, the soul and the funk, especially because this crazy good bass line provided by Alex Malheiros and his classic Rickenbacker 4001, prominently used at the time by a lot of progressive rock bands. Most famously, Getty Lee from Rush and Chris's Choir from Yes. This song is also considered in Brazil at least one of the first to feature like a beatbox. Marcos Valle making all these percussive elements with his mouth right before like a killer instrumental section of the song. This wah-wah guitar here is also very, very nice. Uh, so on top of playing his Fender Rhodes, right, Marcos Valle played most of the record's guitar work. And just so you know, Marcos Valle, it is not a mainstream big artist in Brazil, uh, like Caetano or Gio, George Ben, Tim Maia, Milton Nascimento, obviously very respected, especially as the writer of Bossa Nova mega hit Samba de Verão, but not necessarily like a best-selling artist. Previsão do Tempo was barely noticed by the music press at the time, unlike Garra, which was an album from 1971. So, anyway, uh, Marcos Valle popularity really picked up internationally first in the 1990s more or less, rediscovered by DJs, record collectors, etc. And then in Brazil, obviously thanks to a sample by the mega rock slash hip hop band uh, Planet Hemp. <laughs> This ending of the song here is my favorite part of the song. So this instrumental song here is the title of the album Previsão do Tempo, like he means weather report. It's almost hard to believe this song is actually from 1973. It sounds astonishingly modern. So all discography by the French duo Air is probably summarized by this track.
This song is the perfect marriage between Marcus Valli and his backup band here, Azimut. Very minimalistic instrumentation. Uh, Marcus Valli, as I said, working with his Fender Rhodes electric piano, being kind of the track's protagonist. But all these synths cuts in and out also very very nicely done one of the best instrumental Brazilian songs ever recorded if not the best José Roberto Bertrame used to use both right the mini moog and the harp like at the time many musicians were either like a moog type of guy other musicians were like a harp type of guy in his case he was going for both right which is the right approach to music experiment with everything that is available over there I said in the beginning of the show, right? It is a very famous album cover. Marcos drowned in a swimming pool in this album cover. Obviously, it is also a metaphor because that will imply that he was being suffocated by the dictatorship. So metaphorically, artists could not speak against the government at the time, but it's also literally, right, because drowning was a very common form of torture done by the military regime at the time, not necessarily in swimming pools, but by the ocean in Rio de Janeiro especially. Jardes Macalé even named one of his albums Aprender a Nadar, that means learning to swim, implying this particular form of torture in Brazil at the time. It's a beautiful shot taken by Marcos Valle's brother, uh, Paulo Sergio Valle. So what really strikes me on top of all this blending of music that Marcos Valle was providing is almost also these AMOR kind of vibe that has the album, right? Very pop, middle-of-the-road type of songs, very catchy, very easy to remember all the lyrics and whatnot. For many people, M.O.R. is kind of like a diss, right? But I feel like it is a type of compliment. This is the track number six, Mais Do Que Valsa. Marcos has also like a beautiful vocal on this track with a higher pitched vocal uh, than usual. instrumentation, some kind of attempt to put some groove on a waltz. Valsa in Brazil means waltz. So the organ and the guitar working together, obviously, all the synthesizers again, cutting off through the verses. And this is one of the tracks that has no political content whatsoever. It's more about the atmosphere of the song. And so, as I said it before, there was some resistance towards the original work produced by Marcos Valle at the time. And here I have a critic slash review published on the newspaper Estado de São Paulo uh, from January 1974. Marco says that this is the album where he put together a group of musicians in order to find the best possible outcome for the arrangements. It's a shame that he is happy with so little. There's nothing here that reminds us of the man who wrote Summer Samba. 
Nonetheless, some people may even like it, of course, if they're into this quote-unquote trendy type of sounds. And here the journalists used trendy in bold letters to imply that it was not exactly a compliment, but a diss and all the modern types of the time. As you see, not a lot of people were into his more experimental side of Marcos Valle. Many people really wanted him to go back to the Bolsonaro or whatever, so they will also label Marcos as a musician for hire, right? The jingle man, the soundtrack guy, which is not exactly a light per se. In 1973 alone, beside this record here, Previsão do Tempo, three soundtracks released were produced by Marcos Valle and his brother Paulo Sergio. Uh, the Emerson Fittipaldi doc soundtrack that I mentioned earlier, the soap opera soundtrack Ossos do Barão, and also the Brazilian version of Sesame Street. So Marcos Valle literally released four albums in 1973. And as I mentioned earlier, this is the theme song for a soap opera of the same name, Ossos do Barão, recorded in a different section from the other songs on the album. The song also has a completely different vibe, right? You can clearly notice. So Marcos Valle and his brother Paulo Sergio, they wrote every lyric on that soundtrack, including... Just as a curiosity here, the first song ever recorded by a very young Djavan. But now coming back here to the Marcos Valle song, Ossos do Barão, this track is a criticism to the rich farmers in Brazil that made a fortune back in the day, all their greed and nonsense that money could buy, including like the excavated bones from a baron, hence the title of the novela, Ossos do Barão. If Marcos was singing about some tech bro that sells electric cars and decided to buy a social media company, the song would be very updated to nowadays. Uh, the instrumentation provided here is not by the group Azimut, but Maestro Valtel Blanco, responsible for almost every soap opera in Brazil at the time, an unsung hero of Brazilian music. He also has some records under his name, you should definitely go after them, Valtel Branco. <laughs> So this is the song Não Tem Nada Não, originally composed by João Donato and arranged by Elmir Deodato, released as Batuque, with a different name, on the album Donato Deodato, from 73. Música 
That was the famous album where João Donato left all the songs behind in New York, so Elmir Deldato had to finish all the songs by himself. The original song, which was more soft punk, full of metals, this one has this cumbia and cha-cha-cha vibe. In the drums, obviously, the Marcos Valle, Fender Rose, always super present. By the way, the original song was instrumental, but Marcos Valle ended up writing lyrics for the song that we now listen on the background. We talk extensively about King a King on Brazuca Sounds number 47. But anyway, with the lyrics in hand, João Donato felt like the song would be a better fit with Marcos Valle vocals. So that's why he decided not to record. Uh, on King and King, and he passed, and that's why I ended up here on Previsão do Tempo. I also really like the cleverness of the lyrics in here, the suffix um, which is so hard to numb Portuguese speakers to master it. <laughs> Nada não, razão, confusão. Marcos is actually singing. Não tem nada não, pois eu não sou mais do que um João. There is no problem, and I'm nothing but a João. Obviously, Marcos Valle talking about João Donato, right? Who allegedly left the USA to go after a woman. This woman simply disappeared from his life. It happens, right? With the best of us. So, after they finished recording the first version, right, with the lyrics of Não Tem Nada Não, uh, the studio section kept going with this instrumental jam of more than 10 minutes after the end of the song, and that's why the reason we have two versions of the song on the album, Não Tem Nada Não, they have the same name, they're not even like number one and number two, they're literally the same name. Uh, and obviously, on the record, it is just a snippet of 90 seconds of those 10 minutes they kept playing. Unfortunately, the master tape was lost. And this record, right, it is the type of record that only grew over time. This use of electronic keyboards, moogs, blended with this funk sound. This is not what uh, was expected from a Brazilian musician. That's why there was some kind of resistance towards Marcos Valle in 1973. So here it is, another samba 
in the record, even the name of the song, Samba Fatal. It is the second track on the record, previously recorded, backed by the group O Terço, hence this different vibe, uh, more melancholic samba. Uh, Marcos Valle, previous record, Vento Sul, was entirely recorded with this group O Terço because of their heavier, rock-oriented sound. <laughs> O pratique o político, o profético poético. And this particular one here is a tribute to the journalist Tropicalia activist Torquato Neto, who committed suicide on the previous year. Torquato Neto also used to write song lyrics, especially with his big friend and partner in music, Jardes Macalé. Uh, the lyrics here of this song were written by, obviously, Marcos and his brother again, Paulo Sergio Valle. I mentioned the guy many times already. He co-writes 90% of the songs in this record. Paulo Sergio has been always the behind-the-scenes guy. They were very close to each other, Marcos and Paulo Sergio, blonde, flamboyant pair of music artists, very attractive. So they got a lot of attention on that side of their careers as well. But Paulo Sergio was an accomplished lyricist, not only partnering with his brother, but also solo, right? He has written many, many astronomical hits in Brazil later on in the 1980s so this is a quintessential karaoke classic in Brazil written by Paulo Sergio Valle uh, and recorded by the country duo Chitãozinho e Chororó very very different from Marcos Valle right? So this is the song Chuba La Quieba, where Marcus uh, Valle presents the story of a friend uh, and he's struggling with mental health. Uh, he starts speaking all these nonsensical words such as Chuba La Quieba. So this means anything in Portuguese, right? It's invented language to symbolize the madness of this character. Uh, and the song also has this very simple uh, middle-of-the-road sound, right? Uh, rhythmic guitar, organ, uh, instrumental midsection with all these very interesting synthesizers. Oh, no. 
of the backup band Azimut all over uh, this record here that finishes off with a completely different vibe. It's almost like Marcos Valley going back in time. So this is the last song on their album, De Repente Moça Flor, Marcos Valle giving a nod to one of his old songs. Moça Flor É você A mais flor Moça Flor So Moça Flor is from his first album, Samba Demais, from 63. So here the song evokes this character, the Moça Flor, the flower girl. It is a reference to a time when things were simpler and more beautiful in Brazil. 1963 was literally a year before the military coup took over in the country, hence also this Bossa Nova vibe, um, slightly paired with these groovy tunes uh, from the Azimut band. finish to the album uh, Marcos Valle next record released a year after 1974 the self-titled record will be deeply melancholic as well and it was his last in the 1970s before he got tired of all the military regime and took off to the United States where he lived for almost seven years And this is it for today, everybody. Hopefully you enjoyed our celebration of the 50 years of Previsão do Tempo by Marcos Valle, released by the record label Odeon, many times reissued by uh, Light in the Attic record label with an astonishing liner notes provider by Alan Thayer, a.k.a. the Ambassador. So the original copy of the Odeon record you can find online for a lot of dollars. That we are sometimes very grateful about all these reissues. So obviously we cannot go out without finishing in any other fashion than this heavy instrumental synthesizer. See you next time. This was Brazuca Sounds with Leandro Vignoli. Thank you for listening and see you next time. Music